Welcome to the Land of Bunnies podcast, episode 25. Got a very special episode provided by you, the listeners. Everybody submitted their answers to Franco's question of the week. What is the worst movie sequel you have ever seen? And we got some great responses. I'm not going to talk very long right now so that we can get down to it. It's a Land of Bunnies podcast, episode 25, brought to you by you. Keep hope alive, kids. Our first submission comes from Ricky, a.k.a. Vegito247, and he does not like Spider-Man 3. Let's go ahead and give him a listen real quick. Hello, Land of Bunnies. This is Vegito247. You guys can just call me Veggie. This is my submission or the answer to the question, what was the worst sequel to a movie I've ever seen? And for me, it has to be Spider-Man 3 because a lot of was I was really hyped up and and looking forward to seeing what they were going to do with the symbiote suit and how they're going to, you know, work in bringing Venom as a new character. Lo and behold, we got what we got and it was a complete disappointment for the simple fact that they had their heads so far up their own asses they don't know what the actual comic book source was. So... Yeah, I was completely let down amongst with many others when it came to the fact that one that one very small fact Venom was not utilized properly nor was he cast properly and the effects of the symbiote suit does not make you change to look emo but the fact that it wanted to make you actually uh, ruin your life because it's essentially feeding off of you that thing is just essentially using you to feed and just beat the shit out of people eat and fight that's all it wanted to do was eat and fight but no it wanted to fucking dance no no alien life form has been you know out in the middle of fucking space Crashing on Earth or being discovered. Technically, it was supposed to be discovered on a fucking rock by the astronaut. No, I did. Did they actually do that right? I think they did that right. I think they may have done that. No, it was a fucking asteroid. That had... No, they didn't go that way. So, yeah. They did something right. Well, it was on a fucking... It was on a rock. It was on a rock. No alien life form wants to come to Earth to look emo and fucking dance. If fucking aliens have taught you that, you know, popping out of your, you know, your chest cavity, eating you, harvesting you, does it want to dance? To fucking whatever? No. It doesn't. It wants to eat and fuck you up. That's what the symbiote should have done. That's what it was supposed to do. 
But no, it was just terrible. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed my three-minute rant later. Up next is our friend Joy Bassardi, who has quite a few movie sequels that she does not like. Let's see if you guys agree. Hey, guys. I am here to give you my impressions on the worst sequel ever made. Um, I thought I could go with one of the easy ones, like the Star Trek prequels, or like we mentioned before, um, the 14 installments of Land Before Time. Um, but I thought I would take a different route and do the ones that really grated on my nerves personally. Um, first up, Batman and Robin. Um, from the terrible sets, the cardboard props, the awful awful Mr. Freeze one-liners, the absolutely horrendous treatment of Bane. Um, Uma Thurman was moderately redeeming, but overall a caricature of the Poison Ivy character, I thought. Um, George Clooney's smirking, snarking portrayal of Bruce Wayne was god-awful. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, I think, was kind of thrown in there as an afterthought, um, much like Alicia Silverstone's just absolutely awful Razzie award-winning portrayal of Batgirl. Overall, that was a shit cupcake with shit icing. Um, second up, Men in Black 3, and that surprised me because I actually really liked the franchise. I love the ride at Universal. I loved the first two movies, um, but the third one just didn't do it for me. I didn't care for Jermaine Clements. Um, I didn't care for the storyline, the time travel. I thought it was, they were too far reaching on that one. Um, and then the other one that is probably going to surprise a lot of people out there who know me, um, if you know I am a huge, huge Bruce Campbell fan. And as much as I absolutely love this movie, Evil Dead 2 irritates the hell out of me. Because why would he go back to the same cabin with, Almost the same, well, no, he goes back with one girlfriend at this point, but he goes back and repeats the same actions. Unless they build it as a reboot, I, it's the same story all over again with three less characters and the same girlfriend. So it, it didn't explain itself well enough. Um, that being said, I, I still think Batman and Robin absolutely tops my list as the absolute worst sequel ever made. To this day, I will only watch the Rift Tracks version of it. Um, that's all I got. Our good buddy John Alger took time out of his busy schedule during a meal to tell us what he thinks about Starship Troopers 2. Alright, so I'm in the bathroom of a nice restaurant in Homestead, Florida, just so I can do this last-minute submission. Starship Troopers 2. Sucked balls. Uh, pretty much all they did was they had some of the old actors make some new scenes inside of a cave, and then they would just re redub in all the CGI effects of the bugs being bombed and blah blah blah, but they just reused the same ones from the first movie. And then added nothing else to the story. I don't even remember the story. I went to Blockbuster when I was like 17 or so, hoping to just see, oh, Starship Troopers 2. Haven't heard anything about it before, but here it is. Let's give it a shot. And it was a pile of shit. An absolute pile of shit. I turned it off halfway through. And I was a point in my life when I never turned off movies. Um, yeah, it was awful. Damn them. Damn them all. Thank you. 
Up next is Katie Latronico, dear friend of ours and contributor to the Special Mania podcast that was on the uh, Land of Bunnies podcast lineup not too long ago. And she goes into kind of some of the darker side of the uh, Disney sequel spectrum. Hi, this is Katie, and my answer for the question of what the worst sequel I've ever seen is Kronk's New Groove, which was the sequel to Emperor's New Groove, which, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated Disney movies ever. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've watched it a million times, and it's a great film. And the best character, in my opinion, is Kronk. So naturally, you would think that a sequel done later, you know, earlier, I think it was in the 2000s. I'm not even sure when it was made. I saw it recently. And you're taking one of the best characters, Kronk, and arguably one of the best voice actors, Patrick Waterburton, and making a movie around him. And you think it would be self-explanatory, that it would be a really good movie, but it wasn't. It was a random Netflix uh, viewing by me and uh, Jen, and it was awful. It was cringeworthy. It was, they took this character and they made it like, I don't even know, the story was just weirdly sexually awkward, which is a Disney movie. I mean, they always throw in those weird sexual jokes, but this one was just like weird sexual tension between two awkward characters. And it was really weird. And it was just, the story didn't really seem to make sense. It had nothing to do with the first movie. And I know a lot of sequels do that, but you're taking a movie that was good. You could have very well done a very, very good sequel with the same voice actors because they had them come back. They had David Spade and uh, John Goodman in it. I think, yeah, I think all of the original voices were in it except Yzma um, because I think um, she might have died by then. I'm not sure. Is she dead? I don't even know. But anyway, it was very, very awkward. Um weirdly drawn out sequel it made us cringe it was like i'm one of those people that can't watch secondhand embarrassment and that's how i felt with this whole movie and it just it made me angry because of how much i loved the first one so in my opinion though i've seen so many awful sequels that is my least favorite because it made me mad and i love Kronk, and i think he should have gotten a better movie and it makes me mad so screw you Disney for making that awful sequel for poor Kronk who just deserved better okay thank you bye sometimes a sequel so bad that everyone can agree it is god-awful this is easily the most received submission that we've got we got three for Highlander 2 First up is Brian Stanton, regular contributor to the Land of Bunnies podcast, keeping it short and sweet. All right, guys, short and sweet. Worst movie sequel of all time, because it was also an incredibly horrible movie in all senses of the word. Highlander 2. That's right. I said it. Highlander 2. That's all. Take care, guys. Second on the Highlander 2 shit parade, the sexy bitch, the face kicker, Andrew Kirkendall. Okay, so worst movie sequel. I'm gonna go ahead and say Highlander 2. Highlander 2 was such a giant pile of shit. 
Sean Connery couldn't save it, uh, nor could it being set in the future for some fucking retarded reason. Uh, it's god-awful on every fucking phase of the movie, uh, right from the protagonist being weirdly fucking old and then not old, and people coming from different planets to try to cut his goddamn head off. I'm still not sure what the fuck happened in this movie. I've seen it several times, and I think it gets worse every fucking time I watch it. Uh, it's so bad that I actually enjoy watching it because I can point out to myself why it's fucking retarded and then laugh about it. Uh, so that's my vote. Uh, thanks very much. Third and finally for Highlander 2, it's Brett Ricketts, a.k.a. Shoggy, founder of JaxNerd.com and a future contributor to the Land of Bunnies podcast. He's also going to be posting links to our page on his site when our podcasts go up, so give him a listen now. Hello, everybody. This is Shoggy from JaxNerd.com. My response to Franco's question of the week, what is the worst sequel to a movie you've ever seen, would have to be Highlander 2, The Quickening. Um, I think... If you had to describe it, it would pretty much tell you it's god-awful. When you read a British-French science fiction action film, there, nothing good can come from that. Nothing good. Not a damn thing. And the worst part of it all was that Highlander was such an awesome movie for its time. Like, when it came out, you were blown away. Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, chopping people's heads off, gaining power, Queen playing in the background. Oh, what a setup. You go in Highlander 2, you're thinking, oh man, this has got to be awesome. Wrong. Wrong. Ozone layer depleting. Got to make some crap, you know, magnet thing. Turns the earth like forever night and has this red glow and just horrible, horrible stuff. And, and he magically gets his powers back because he accidentally decapitates someone's head and then all of a sudden the quickening happens again, which shouldn't have happened. But it, but it did? Why, God? You should have just left it alone. The first one was so great. But you couldn't do it. You couldn't help yourself. And that, my friends, is the worst sequel to a movie that I have ever seen. Up next is our good buddy Josh Novak, who goes into why he thinks Matrix Reloaded is a Matrix Reload of shit. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and respond to Franco's question of the uh, worst sequels of all time. And in my opinion, Matrix 2 has to be high on the list simply because of how much I enjoyed the first Matrix movie. Some computer nerd ends up turning into a digital Jesus and learning kung fu and saying, whoa, a bunch, with some awesome special effects that wasn't like anything else that had been seen at the time. Then along comes The Matrix 2, I guess a year later or so. The uh, special effects weren't as awesome in comparison. The story was absolutely forgettable. It was more like beating you over the head with, hey, this is a metaphor for something. Check out this guy. His name is the Merovignian. Uh, hey, look at Monica Bellucci's boobs. This movie's good, right? And then there's a six-and-a-half-minute rave scene, which could have gone completely from there and not made any difference, but I don't know. Absolutely not memorable at all, and I'm sure there are other movies that are worse. Hell, they made a sequel to Grease 2, I found out. But all that aside, Matrix 2 gets my vote as craptastic movie of ever. 
And finally, here are the Land of Bunnies podcast regular host submissions to Franco's Question of the Week. First up is me and my wife, Jen Papadopoulos, because we have the same answer. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Land of Bunnies podcast with my wife, Jennifer. Hey everyone. Jennifer? Really? Yeah, or Jen. (laughs) Nah. Anyways, our answer actually happened to be the same movie, so we're both going to go ahead and talk about just how horrible X3, X-Men 3. The last shitty stand. The last horrible, god-awful stand was. This movie had all the potential in the world to be phenomenal. Like, first two X-Men movies, I mean, you could argue that X2 wasn't, like, super great, but it still held true. I liked X2 better than the first X-Men. I thought it was a little bit more interesting. Yeah. So I was, like, really excited for X3, and I was like, oh, they're gonna get into Phoenix, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, the Dark Phoenix, the Dark (sighs) Phoenix saga is arguably, like, one of the best X-Men sagas, like, second only to Age of Apocalypse. Which, now, because of X3, I don't know how Age of Apocalypse is going to go when they do it. Keep in mind that the second New X-Men rebooted everything. Yes, that's probably my favorite part of Days of Future Past, was the fact that it completely undid a good portion of X2 and X3. Okay, let's just talk about how shitty X3 was. You had... They just set it up so well. You had Kelsey Grammer, the perfect casting for Beast. Like, you cannot get a better cast, a person to play Beast whatsoever. He did, like, he was the best part of X3. You have, you, like, you, you come off of that cliffhanger ending where they show the phoenix in the ocean of X2, and then, ugh, it's just so, and it, X3 starts great with the flashback. Where it's him and where it's Xavier and Eric, and they go meet the young Jean Grey, and she's like levitating cars and shit like that. And Stanley cameo. The Stanley cameo. Um, you get to first see Vinnie Jones. Like really good. Ca- that was the problem. It was like good, really good casting, and just really shitty execution. Oh, it's terrible. Like, and it's like certain uh, certain concepts start out well, and then they just kind of fall apart. It just uh, you know, it's just so inconsistent. Extremely inconsistent. In X3, uh, like, Cyclops, is that where Cyclops dies? Like, yep. Yeah. Cyclops, yeah, he hears the voice of Jean Grey from uh, Alkali Lake, shows up expecting an awesome reunion, uh, can't find her, gets frustrated, takes his glasses off, pulses the lake, she rises... He tries to put his glasses back on. She says it's cool. And then she kills him. Yeah. Like, it was just... Obviously, it, it's not cool, Gene. Totes not cool. But, um... Yeah, it was just... It was one of those... It, it, don't get me wrong. I, I find Cyclops kind of boring, especially in the movies, because he's just... he He's not given any opportunity to be interesting. So he's the straight arrow, kind of just... Kind of dull guy. Mm-hmm. But deserved a little something better than that. It was just like, oh, and he's dead. Yeah, dead in the first 15 fucking minutes of the movie. And then, of course, and then it becomes this. Another thing that I hate about X3 is it started the whole 
the whole Wolverine circle jerk where every fucking X-Men movie that comes after it is all about Wolverine. Literally the only character to get three standalone movies. You know, I, and we don't even, we're of not even... varying degrees of horribleness. Yeah, no, we're not even going to talk about Wolverine Origins. Like, I almost ripped the fucking armrest off of my chair at the movies at how horrible that was. But then you have, you have, honestly, the main sticking point with X3 is totally underutilized cast. Like, you have Ellen Page, like, she, she's completely underutilized. They fuck up Juggernaut. They yeah. fuck up Juggernaut so bad. And I can't think of, like, a better person to play Juggernaut than Vinnie Jones. Even though, even though Kane Marco isn't, isn't English, Vinnie Jones is still fantastic. And they completely fucked his power up because I can't even remember the name of that little shit that nullifies powers. Oh. The one that they were trying to like they had in like the clean room and everything. And Juggernaut runs headfirst into the wall. Juggernaut's powers are not mutagenic. Juggernaut gets his power from the crystal of Sidorak. Like he does not have mutant powers. He has alien powers that should not have been nullified at all by that fucking kid. I think they just wanted to have him in there saying I'm the juggernaut bitch and didn't want to go into any detail. Yeah. And that's, again, just, it, it's sloppy and just, it's a fan grab with no delivery for true fans. Yeah. Just fans of that internet video. Yeah, Juggernaut was hilarious, but led into, again, nothing. Yeah. And they... They underutilized Ben Foster's Angel. They underutilized Ellen Page as Shadow Cat, Kitty Pride. They fuck up. They fuck up Kane Marco. I almost said Finn Marco. That's fucking uh. That's Sandman. Uh, and we don't even want to talk about Spider Man Three. That was just god awful too. But um, yeah, X Three and that ending. That ending is just so bad. Where it's the only one who can stop her is Wolverine, who is just slowly going toward Famke and just and stuff's peeling off of him and, and he he's just... healing but how is he healing because he's continually getting injured and I think you need like a small break from yes. the injuring to heal up yeah I, I just I, I honestly I'm like I, and again it's, it's one of those things like why set it up like Wolverine and Jean Grey are this like tragic romance when, I, 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 I don't know, it just, ugh. <laughs> right, no. It's, the, the, Considering that any of the Wolverine other movies, it's like, he was like, oh, Jean Grey, yeah, that sucked. Like, I never felt like it was, like, his motivation in any of the other movies. Right. And then they depower Magneto. But no, keep in mind, they had that little after credits thing where he's playing chess with metal pieces and he makes it move. So it's kind of like, it's like, oh, the cure, and then not the cure. So why even set up in the first place that like it's going to be a big thing? Why even fucking do it? It's so... And why not go back to Mystique? Because she was the first person to get shot with uh, the, the cure that was like, you know, one of the well-known mutants. What happened to her? Did she develop her power? She would have developed she, them back before Magneto. She was too busy marrying and then quickly divorcing John Stamos. <laughs> you leave John Stamos out of this. That man is a saint. Anyways, that is our little bitch session on X3, The Last Stand. 
inarguably the worst sequel ever made for me and Jen. I'm Mike Papadopoulos. I'm Jen Papadopoulos. Keep hope alive, kids. Up next is Christopher Donald Stanton with the second most submitted answer of Batman and Robin, which he has shit-panned on the show before, and I doubt this will be the last time. Hey, everybody. It's Chris from the Land of Bunnies podcast. Uh, wanted to throw in my two cents about this whole sequel debate. It's got to be Batman and Robin. I've thought about it a lot. You know, I thought about... Uh, like Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull movie, which was horrible, and the Men in Black sequels were bad, but but I still, to this day, and the movie is, I don't know, 18 years old at this point, uh, I still think Batman and Robin is one of, not only the worst sequels, but one of the worst films ever made. Um, it just, uh, it, it, it's my gauge for... It, was it, you know, somebody tells me, oh, it was bad. That movie was bad. Or was it Batman and Robin bad? It's just horrible. Um, it could have been really good. Uh, I think Clooney is a fine Bruce Wayne and 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 possibly a Batman. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just bad. I think uh, I think in this day and age, what's interesting is I think in this day and age with the campiness of the films that come out nowadays, like with the Expendables and things like Machete and, and the kind of parody films. Um, I think if it were to come out now, sort of, uh, I think it might work as far as being like, you know, just really cheesy and, oh, it's, it's you know, intentionally stupid. Um, the clearly, the movie clearly takes itself way too seriously. And, uh, I mean, just everything about it is, uh, pretty much horrible. Um, be it, the acting, the script, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Alfred dying of some weird disease that Mr. Freeze has the cure for. That's the same disease that his wife had. I mean, it's just so bad. Uh, the worst moment of the film, which I still think is probably the worst moment in movie history, uh, is when, <laughs> um, Poison Ivy kisses Robin and he pulls off his quote unquote rubber lips that are immune to her charms. Um, really bad. I mean, aside from the other things about, I mean, I could go on all day. I mean, the, the, the ice skates the you know, that they have, it, it's just, it's horrible. It's just a horrible film. I could keep going and on and on and on, but I won't because I want to leave time for you guys to give your responses. But yeah, it's uh, I would say Batman and Robin directed by Joel Schumacher circa 1997 is definitely my pick for the worst sequel ever made and arguably the worst film ever made of that kind of credibility, at least so. I want to thank you all for uh, your submissions, um, all three of you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Keep hope alive. And last but not least, Jacob Alexander Plick III, and I had no idea that his submission was going to be the same as mine and Jen's. It just happened to work out that way, because it's a terrible fucking movie. Give him a listen, guys. Good morning, the internet. Um... 
and by good morning I mean it's 2.20 p.m. But to me it's morning because uh, I went to bed at 8 a.m. So uh, as far as Franco's questions of the week, um, or, well first of all I could probably say who I am. Um, <laughs> you know, like you guys don't know who I am by now. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, my name is Jacob Plick, uh, co-host Land of Bunnies podcast. Woot woot. So, um, what's the worst sequel of, of all time? So I sat here for the better part of two seconds deciding what that would be. Um, well, and you know, Man of Steel 2 is not out yet, um, if they ever make that shithole of a movie. Um, hopefully Superman Batman is pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, all those uh, made-for-DVD Disney shitholes uh, were pretty bad too, but I feel like uh, the third X-Men movie really sets really sets the tone. Um, X-Men 1 was pretty good. X-Men 2 was absolutely a lot more fun um, than the first one. I actually really, really liked that. Um, X-Men 3 really was... really had so much potential. Um, you know, leading up to it, um, all the different uh, casting announcements. Oh man, we've been waiting so long for all these... these... Um, these movie characters, or sorry, these comic book characters, um, you know, to come to life on my on my movie screen, and I can't wait. And then we walk into the theater, and we see the biggest sh- just pile of shit just waiting for us for our ten dollar and fifty cent, you know, whatever the fuck. Uh, I I don't know, maybe a little bit less than that. I, you know, three D movies weren't such a big deal back then. Um, also known as the death of Brent Ratner's movie career. I don't even know what he makes, what he's made now. I mean, I guess Rush Hour 3, which wasn't very good either. Um, but who knows? But yeah, that's definitely the, probably the worst sequel of, uh, of all time. Um, God, what a shithole that was, right? We should just, like, burn Brent Ratner at the stake, I guess. But I guess that's, uh, that's called murder, so... Um, I guess we can't really do that, or uh, at least admit to it anyway. So, that's my answer. Looking forward to hearing you guys. See ya! And that wraps up the user submissions episode of the Land of Bunnies podcast. Thank you all so, so much. You guys have no idea how much fun this was to hear from you guys, to interact with you guys on, you know, something that we genuinely have the privilege of doing. Like, this has just been an absolutely wonderful experience being able to bring you guys uh, great content week after week and having hearing your guys' opinions and having you guys send us stuff and be excited to be a part of it just makes it that much more fun. On that note, I am Mike Papadopoulos. This was a Land of Bunnies podcast, episode 25. Keep hope alive, kids. Hopefully we'll do this again real soon. Bye!